Hey everyone, it's Q&A Tuesday. Well, first I'm gonna talk about this beard or whatever this thing is growing on my face. I've actually never had a beard. People ask me a couple of questions, what's going on? I said, you know what, I decided to grow a beard. Some people have mixed emotions about it, including my wife, considering that it's three colors, gray, brown, and red, or whatever's going on here. But nevertheless, I figure what's the worst that can happen? I can always shave it off, right? Anyway, let's dive into some questions here. First question is, a gentleman by the name of Russ Zhang wrote, Hey Roman, what are your thoughts on the new AP Royal Oak Chronos? Rather have that than the Overless Price Steel Daytonas. And there was a response from Gemsitter, Razang, AP Royal Oak Chrono all day. And then I hope to win said, consider servicing costs, brutal. AP are delicate by comparison to Rolex. Well, interesting question. Why is it interesting? Because you pairing up a very, very popular model, that of a Royal Oak Chrono in stainless steel, versus the number one selling watch of all time, which is the Daytona. Now, we talked about how Daytona is overpriced and always will be in previous episodes. I'm not going to get into that, but I will tell you, first of all, my choice is obviously going to be the AP because I happen to be an AP fan. It's my favorite brand. However, it's a really close call between the two because, again, the Daytona is the number one selling watch of all time, and I absolutely love what they did with the ceramic Daytona. Most people prefer it with the white face. I actually like it with the black face. So to answer your question, I, yes, I would go with the AP first and foremost, but the Daytona would definitely be a close second. And in regards to the comment of saying that servicing costs, yes, that is true. AP service is more expensive than that of Rolex. And the reason for that is because AP is a more expensive brand, so naturally everything else is expensive. But no, they're not any more delicate than Rolex. Rolex and AP both make solid watches, and to say one breaks more than the other would be an unfair statement. Here's one from a gentleman by the name of Fernando Sanchez. Questions, a suggestion for Tuesday video. How do you deal with large cash watch purposes over 10,000? Is it safe and practical? Well, kind of a vague question, but there's a process for everything in what we do. If, if a guy I don't know calls me out of the random, wants to stop into my office and pay cash for a $10,000 watch or a $50,000 watch, he's got two options. Most likely I won't let him in the office if I don't know him, especially if he's calling me throwing the words cash around. Look, we got capacity, okay? But we do do a fair amount of cash transactions here. If you want to come in and you want to purchase something for cash, expect to show proper identification and expect to fill out a cash transaction form, which I in turn will take that cash into the bank and I'll have the form to back up where I got the cash. If you are a private customer and you're selling something, let's say on one of the boards on Facebook or Instagram, and somebody calls you up and offers you a cash transaction for something for which you obviously have to meet in person, my advice to you is don't do it. Most likely it's some kind of a sham. You'll get hit over the head, your watch will be taken, and you will never see the cash. Here's a really good one pertaining to my business. This comes from a gentleman named Erickson Henrik. Hi, Roman. Lovely and interesting as always. Thank you. Uh, I wonder if you can tell us how the climate is between dealers. As a watch, quote unquote, watch community that's relatively new, do you help each other sourcing models and buy from each other, or is it a race to have the best AD private connections to receive inventory? How does the watch, how do the watch shows work? Is it open to the public and regular prices or just dealers allowed and more of bulk buying networking community? Thanks in advance and keep it up. Well, you are correct in regards to, uh, you know, the quote-unquote great market watch community being relatively new. It's about 15 years old, especially if you consider the internet. There were great market dealers before the internet time, so it's not really a fair statement. How's the climate between the dealers? Well, I'll tell you quickly and easily. Those that are smart work with each other. 
Those that are stubborn and stupid do not. And those are the ones that usually end up losing. I work with everyone. I work with every single other website out there. I do both wholesale and retail. And I know pretty much every dealer out there. And oftentimes I get phone calls in here asking me to vouch for another dealer from a retail client. I'll say, you know what, go ahead and buy from him. He's a good guy. And when I do that, that gives me a certain reputation in the business and other dealers will do the same for us. So those that are smart are a tight-knit community. We do look out for each other. We do do business together. Those that are not as smart will work against their competition and usually ends up biting them in the ass. The watch shows that we attend are wholesale shows, which means they're a dealer to dealer. You have to be a watch dealer to attend. I can't let you in because you old as now I've had clients at these shows that I have invited and I got him in as my guest, given the opportunity to walk around and sort of look at a gazillion watches out there. It's really an interesting trip. And yes, there is such a thing as a wholesale price. So what I will sell to a retail customer, to a dealer, I will most likely sell for a bit less. Considering that most of us work on five to 10% margin off the retail, off the watch, you can imagine the price difference is not that significant. And contrary to all belief, no, we do not make a killer on every single watch. Just because the item is high priced, mean we're making a killing. Oftentimes, the higher the retail, the more expensive the watch, the less of a margin we end up making. Next question comes from a gentleman by the name of Madri Wan. I'm not an expert of watches, but I didn't see new models of Rolexes. For example, they make the same models decades, just changing bracelets like other brands too. Um, let me ask you a question in return. Can you blame them? Rolex is the number one selling brand in the world. They've been for years and they've been successful at it for a long, long, long time. You ever hear the old expression, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it? Other successful brands do the same thing. For example, Audemars Piguet, their Royal Oak line has been the same since the 70s. Again, different dials, different case sizes, different bracelets, slight variations, and it's still the same watch. Absolutely, because they're successful at it. If it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Which brings me to my next question from a gentleman by the name of OCLV Carbon. First, great content as always. Thank you very much. I know you're a fan of AP tires, but personally I feel they're quite repetitive for many years. It's the same lateral clutch chronograph with turbine movement rendered in different design languages, colors, collections, including Jules Audemars, but nothing interesting in terms of movement technology. Also, the case sizes are severely oversized compared to the movement size, particularly in the offshore lines, which again shows off the age of the movements. I agree with you 100%, but just like in my last question, again, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. There are some complications they do come out with that do impress people once in a while. For example, their cabinet series. This is where they really showed off the innovation of their watchmaking. But guess what? Those things didn't really do well because okay, they were super expensive. Retails in the six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar price range. So what do they do? They take what works, they dress it up a little bit differently, and the market likes it. I like it. There's absolutely nothing wrong for me to buy yet another version of a Royal Oak Turbo, yet another version of a Royal Oak uh, Chronograph. Um, listen, the offshore chronograph comes in 15 different variations at this point, and people are still buying them, and they're still not being discount it much. They control production to an extent where it does not exceed the demand and therefore the brand stays popular. AP doesn't really have anything to prove to anyone. They've done their fair share of super highly complicated pieces to show off their watchmaking skills. For now, what they need to do is deliver the product that the market wants in the quantities that they need. And that's really all they have to do. Hope that answers your question. Well guys, that's it for this Tuesday. Last but not least, as usual, I'm gonna show you what's on my wrist. I am wearing my favorite combination from the Rolex Yachtmaster 2, the stainless steel version. Why is it my favorite? Well, for one, it's the latest, as opposed to the yellow gold and the white gold, and even the two-tone. And for two, I just love the blue and white combination. The dial against the bright blue bezel, I love the stainless steel against the blue. In fact, I love everything about this watch. It's relatively affordable. If I had to pick a second favorite, I would go with the old gold Yachtmaster 2, the very first Yachtmaster 2 that came out. 
Guys, thank you once again. Thank you for all your questions. Without you, these episodes would not be possible.